Welcome back to Beyond Damascus, friends. This is the show where encounter meets mission. I'm your host for today's show, Aaron Richards, joined here in the illustrious Damascus Media Studio by my friends and brothers in Christ, Dan Demite. Hey, hey. And Brad Pierin. Yes, I knew your uh, high five was going to be so strong that I set my tea down. That is a yeah, wise I would have spilled that it on myself. I pride myself on strong high fives. Aaron, I've <laughs> noticed throughout this season, even. the bracelets on your wrist as we're doing high fives, they continue ah. to grow. How, where are, like, these, these are magnificent. I'm feeling family. I, I've just made, from the I've, kids. I've made the decision that as I get older, I can wear strange bracelets that my daughter gives me <laughs> okay. without any fear of being judged. Yes, that sounds good. So this one says, uh, dad of me. Dad okay. of, that's a good one. Yeah. And this one has a little eyeball bead on it. <laughs> Well, because my daughter Felicity's eyes are blue, so she says, "This is my eye." <laughs> I thought you were going to say because she said, "I'm always watching you, Dad." I was like, "Oh no!" So, Beyond Damascus is the show where encounter meets mission. Uh, we we try to answer difficult theological questions that you may have, or missional based mission based questions that you may have, mm-hmm. giving our two cents from the experience we've had leading this uh, beautiful organization, Damascus, and also then we wrap it up at the end of each show with a mission momentum challenge for you to actually embrace this and live it out every week so we're not just consuming more content but we're Mm -hmm. actually putting it into practice with that said jack would you lead us into today's question please of course the question of today is how do you get how do you not get tired or burnt out when prioritizing being on mission how do you not get tired or burnt out when prioritizing all right. Oh yeah! I think I want to start this one. Okay, Aaron, starting. Yeah. This is big. Oh, oh mm. hit it! Second one. Yes, hey, he did it. How do you not get tired or burnt out when prioritizing oh, living a life on mission? Dan, I I, I look back to uh, some of the stuff. I remember you and I were on this kick when we were in college. Yeah. Uh, some saint, I'm sure, who was awesome and probably very uh, unhealthy in his lifestyle choices. He said once that he wants to be exhausted when his head hits the pillow every night. Yep. And, uh, and I, I know I was really inspired by that. I made it like my, my goal and objective that I want to be so sold out for mission. Like I want to either, I want to either fall asleep the moment my head hits the pillow, or I want to, I want to fall asleep in the midst of a rosary. Cause I, I, cause I can't summon the strength to conclude it. Right. That, that was really the, the motivation that drove my life. Um, I, I love to acknowledge who's asking this question. I'm sure this comes from a, from a, a, a place of, of, a desire to give your whole heart and your whole life. And I, I think my question w- or my response would be to hopefully with the greatest pastoral heart I can summon in me to suggest that maybe we're not meant for comfort, but we're meant for greatness, right? I was at a, I was at a mass earlier this week and, and in his homily, um, the priest quoted uh, von Balthasar. Is he a saint or just a philosopher or a writer? I don't believe he has been canonized. No, I don't know. I I don't even know if he's a human. But Does that mean everything he says doesn't even. <laughs> he is yeah. in he's fact not a human. He, he may be. He may be an AI. Uh, in any case, <laughs> he's not. He's not an AI. Fact. As yet. often as he gets quoted, he probably is an AI. <laughs> in any case, von von Balthasar said that uh, martyrdom is should be the norm for Christianity. Martyrdom should be the normal Christianity, and and that that uh, the the comment that he made in the course of his homily that just really stuck with me. I've been praying with it this week. Was that um, Christian martyrs, we, we, we want to be Christian martyrs. Christian martyrdom is easy to give your life in one moment. And it's very, very difficult to give your life in, in ongoing daily moments. Uh, but that's, that's the call of the Christian on mission. So my encouragement would be, man, um, find, find a way to find passion and joy 
in being spent. <laughs> yeah. It almost sounds like your your answer to the question where they say, how do you not get tired or burn out when prioritizing being on mission? You're almost saying you you are going to get tired and mm-hmm. there will be seasons where you do get burnt out, but that's okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, we look, we look forward to heaven, our, our eternal rest. Uh, if, if we arrive to heaven well rested, I think there's a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a really good word. I, I, I say this sometimes in conversations that I'm having with, with guys that I'm walking with, but they'll, they'll bring up this term burnout and it's, it's used so often. So again, to your point, Aaron, to be pastoral to the person asking, like, I'm sure that you're probably swimming in Christian circles where this is used a lot. And you're like, I don't want that. I want to live a life that's full and abundant and joyful and, and burnout seems like the opposite of you that. Know, but I, I wonder, yeah, I, I think back to like the, the, um, agrarian societies of yesteryear. Like if I'm, if I'm a farmer working on the, the American Western frontier, yeah. like is burnout something that I consider in my life as a high value? Exactly. No. No, it's not Be- because <laughs> because I-, I know that like my life is meant to be spent in labor. Yeah, well, Actually, words matter. That's what I'm trying to say too. Yeah. Well, it's December, and I think the it, we were talking as family the other day. I was like, man, I hate when it gets dark so early. And my wife was like, well, that it that the farmers <laughs> used to love that because they didn't have to work until nine p.m. Right. Yeah, and that's so and she said, isn't good. it interesting that God created the universe to have cycles in our work, and so. You, those farmers, they did have long seasons where it was go, 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 go. Yeah. But then there was also seasons that she said they would sit by the fire and do the easier tasks, like fix the clock or sew. And so there are times where like, our, our missionary lifestyle, our mission life, it, it needs to get a flow with the seasons yeah. of God. And so there are seasons where I'm going really hard and I'm hitting the pillow ever, like, and like, oh, and then there's also seasons where I rest to make sure I am with God. And so, like, follow the rhythms yeah, that God if that's your motivation. You. Yeah. I, I, here's a, a funny little side note. I always, I often hear how, like, older men yeah. re- retire after retirement naturally wake up at 5 yeah. o'clock every morning. <laughs> yeah, they have, like, I'm just like, I can't wait. <laughs> I can't wait until my body doesn't need sleep anymore. And it just does that. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, I want to, I wanna, uh, like, create kind of a distinction because w- – to your guys' point, I think all that's true. And when I'm talking to those guys and they're mentioning burnout or when this person's mentioning burnout, like I I will often come back just quickly to just test the heart with, yeah, but wouldn't you rather burn out than rust out? Yeah. Like, like if you had the two choices, would you, would you rather come to the end of yourself and realize that you were at the end of yourself or fall in on yourself? And it's like, man, the Christian life is the first and and we're gonna push boundaries if if we're really really going after something that God has in front of us. And and there of course are ways that we can respond to Him and rest with Him and be with Him. But also it's like I'd rather the first every day of the week. And then another thing, and you come to this all the time, Aaron, and I've heard it from you too, Dan. But God, He met best paragraph twenty four. Right? We were made to be a gift. We were made to partake in self gift. And I think that the modern society we live in speaks self-care far more than self-gift. And so we've, we've gotten in this place where my constant uh, examine is how well am I caring for myself, yeah. not how much am I gifting myself. And I think if we can turn that, to your point, Aaron, I think we'll get to a... I th- yeah, I just think we're going to get to a place where we're able to be on mission and connected to the Lord. That's beautiful. I am. I uh, oh want to okay. build on what I was just saying because I, I want to 
speak to that because I do think there's times when we are trying to be mission focused. And well, I guess I'll, I'll say this first. If you're listening today, we work at a place called Damascus and we have five missionary mindsets here that we teach all of our missionaries every time we have a training. We constantly come back to these, that we're Jesus-centered, mission-focused, joy-filled, obedient, toilet plungers. And we say there's even a reason for the the order of them. And, and I will constantly come back as a reflection in my own life to the moments that I find mission exhausting, the moments that I'm finding myself way beyond myself and burn out, if you will. It's because I'm not maintaining my Jesus-centeredness. That that mission focus without Jesus-centeredness, it becomes self-aggrandizement. Mission becomes about me. And when we stay in relationship with Jesus, he will always fuel us to mission. What do we talk about on this show all the time? Encounter leads to mission, right? And so encounter with Jesus, a centeredness on Jesus, a healthy spiritual life is that which propels me into mission. You know, um, St. Paul said in 2 Corinthians that I will most gladly spend and be utterly spent for the salvation of souls. So what does, he, what does he mean when he says that? I will most gladly spend. I will spend all of me. And then anything left, I'll let the Lord spend from me for the salvation of souls. Mm. How was he able to say that? Because he was Jesus-centered. Because he had a relationship. Because mission wasn't about the name Paul. Mm. Like, and the Lord even changed his name. So like his name was different now anyway. So it wasn't about him. And I do think sometimes in my own life, when I have found mission uh, being the most difficult to choose, it's because I'm not choosing Jesus like I want to. So if you're asking this question, like how, how, do, I, how do I live a life of mission without finding myself in the midst of burnout? Check your, check your prayer life, your spiritual life. Have you gone on a retreat recently? How are you doing with Sabbath? Like, are you taking a time to rest with the Lord and to give all the fruits of that week to him and asking him how you guys can engage differently the week uh, upcoming? And those, those are the things that I would say. So I would say the way to do that is um, Sabbath and prayer, which are huge aspects of Jesus-centeredness, is that which will allow mission to continue. I love that. I think that's beautiful. I think your guys really complement each other well. Like the the fact that, okay, expect it to be hard and go hard, and this is what Christianity is. Yeah. And yet, in God's wisdom and providence, he also told us to keep holy the Sabbath. And so yep. there is a place where I need to be rooted in him and in rest, and all the activity comes mm-hmm. from rest with him. And I can even be in rest with him when in activity. I, yeah. Our missionary program does us really well, especially even in, um, in the, especially in the summer. So I was talking to one of our head counselors this summer, and um, I asked him, like, hey, how are you doing? He's like, dude, I am more tired than I've ever been. And because of that, I'm growing in holiness, I think, for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. He's like, I finally get it. That I, I had never pushed myself hard enough to actually need to depend on Jesus, right? So it's possible to live the American lifestyle, and it's so comfortable that it's possible you never cling to him. And he's like, I am so empty right now. I'm just clinging to him like never before. And I'm growing in holiness, like in intimacy with him, like never before because of that. I think it's like John of the cross. It's that active purification of the senses that like I'm getting rid of the flesh by, by renouncing it. Like I'm actively purifying the desires of the flesh 
through pressing into mission, which forces me to cling to Jesus uh, more. Yeah, that's why we're called to holiness and mission, right? Like yeah. the, the, the biggest shame in life wouldn't be getting to the end of your life and realize that you didn't hit the highest goal you could ever possibly set. The biggest like disappointment in life would be getting to the end of your life, realizing you set it way too low and got complacent after that. Like we wanna go after something holiness, mission, they're, they're beyond us. The salvation of the world, I, I can't do all of that, but I can do some of that, and I have no idea how much I'm supposed yep. to do of that. And Jesus pushes me to set things that are beyond me, specifically so that I cling to him, right? So that I know that mission's dependent on him. Holiness is dependent on him. It's almost, a, to, you said, okay, so if, if you are mission-focused without being Jesus-centered, you're gonna burn out. And mm -hmm. I think what, I, I think if it's, um, if what happens? So when when I'm mission focused and I start getting tired, I either burn out. I mean, I'm sorry. I either get when I'm mission focused and I start getting tired. I either become Jesus centered or I become self centered. And if I become self centered, then I'm like, oh, I'm not getting this. They're not treating me well. That pastor's not doing this. And I I start. I get so self centered. And self centeredness always leads to burnout. But when I'm mission focused, I'm getting tired. If I become Jesus centered. I find the grace sufficient for that time of need, right? That his strength is sufficient in our weakness. And so it's, I have to go to him. I can't go into myself. Yes, I will most gladly spend, gladly spend and be utterly spent for the salvation of souls. Yeah, you yeah. can say that whenever it's Jesus-centered and not self-centered. A little caveat on that. It's, it's also then the responsibility of the people who are, who are supervising your area of service, right? To make sure that you can be healthy. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Right? Because, sure. because that takes a, a tremendous amount of trust. Um, and of course, you know, if, if you are in a place where, where you're being pushed to the point of exhaustion or, or a lack of health, like you do need to advocate for yourself. But mm -hmm. I think the pendulum has swung. Well, and let me yeah. honor you too as well, because you guys have been in leadership since my start here at Damascus. And I think the thing you guys taught me more than anything is, um, well, I'll, I'll state it this way and, and then honor what I saw in it. But like to know a limit as a limit is to be beyond it. So I only know what my limits are when I go beyond them. And you guys gave me such a confidence in myself that I routinely went beyond my limits. But then you were also open when I came back to you to saying, okay, now we see that as a limit. How can we, how can we scale back and make that possible? And I want to just encourage everyone listening, like go beyond some of your limits. Don't be scared that you're not sufficient because we're not sufficient without his grace. And when we get beyond it, we can begin seeing, like I, I never tell someone that I'm too tired unless I realize at what point I think I crossed that threshold. And if you never cross that threshold, I'm just sad that you might not live the life abundant that you were made for. And you guys, I think did both where you allowed me to push it to where I was like, well, that's way past where I can go for the rest of my life. And then you guys helped me see though, don't go and swing the pendulum all the way back to where you just rest for the rest of life. But where is that line at? How do you maintain it? Because that's where holiness and mission will flourish. Mm. Amen. Okay. Yeah, <clears throat> My two cents. Um, how do you not get tired of burnout when prioritizing a life on mission? I think um, for me, uh, um, it's, it's a, I want to be deeply connected to Jesus's heart for his people. And so uh, my, my deepest desire is um, is that I would live like Jesus and love like Jesus. I want. I just. Uh, and so the more I have Jesus's heart um, for His people, the more the the grind. Or it actually isn't hard at that point. Like it's like how does a parent not get burnt out and not just leave their children? Well, it's it, it's because of love. Love motivates 
the late night. Love motivates the sacrifice. Love, and so if I, when I'm, when I'm feeling burnout, when I'm feeling like I just don't want to do this anymore, I, I just turn to Jesus and I start begging for his heart for his people. And sometimes I have to do active things to, to have his heart for his people. I know that I have Jesus's heart for his people way better when I'm doing daily intercession. And if I'm not praying for the salvation of souls, if I'm not praying for those um, who are living under the dictatorship of communism, if I'm not praying for the the poor and the suffering, my heart's just not as sensitive. I become selfish. And um, so intercession, talking to the least of these, right? So like praying with his people really sensitizes my heart because there's nothing that sensitizes me to want to keep going when I when someone's crying in front of you and just begging that Jesus would, would lift their anxiety. Like that just like, it like, I want that for you too. And so uh, talking to the poor and relating with the poor and suffering, praying with those at our parishes and our, at, 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 in our lives, like allowing Jesus's heart to be our heart. It keeps us going because love allows us to, to love, um, love allows us to do supernatural things in our everyday life. That's yeah. awesome, Dan. It is. I, I just want to honor you, Dan. I think you're, you're so true to that. I, I just, I, you're one of the more uh, motivated people I know. And it's been amazing for me to see how that comes from that engine. Like it doesn't come from an engine that is uh, self-seeking or whatever other engines it might be. I, I do see that. Do you, uh, do you like, uh, was there a time where you realized those were the ways that your heart was activated and, or was it just by getting out there and doing it. I wonder, uh, you know, when I was 18, I got a tattoo of the sacred heart of Jesus on my arm. Oh, yeah. Huh. And so maybe just that was a defining moment. Just <laughs> tattooing Jesus's heart. No, I think there were, um, you heard it here first folks, everybody get a tattoo of the sacred. I'm just kidding. I, it's so funny. I think I used to be an air. Uh, well, I, I was so arrogant when I first came into the faith. I, I was so theological and I loved the fact that the Catholic church was the, the pillar and foundation was right. of truth. Yeah. Yes. And I was like, I'm right because the church is right, and like, let's go evangelize. <laughs> and uh, and it 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 what one? It wasn't very effective. What did you used to wear on your wrists during that time? Uh, I don't know. Are you? Is what did I wear something? That's on when my... you had like spiked collars. Oh that you... yeah, yeah. No, that's, <laughs> yeah, I did. I was I was Grunge a punk face. rocker as well. Yeah, spikes, all kinds <laughs> of stuff, and um, and because uh, I was anti-world, anti-culture, and uh, I'm going against the grain. But I I think uh, I don't know what it, I don't think there was a moment, but I do know that I thought it was childish when I first came to believe that everything goes back to love and everything goes back to the simplicity of how well can we love and how holiness is not doing it's becoming and the goal of of the spiritual life is that our heart would become jesus's heart and that we would love with the heart of the father and um and so i don't think i'm actually all that great at it i I think i'm much better at like at at building ministry programs than i am someday of just loving the person in front of me but i know i go back to that because that's that's what i desire in my spiritual life it's what i desire in my apostolic life and i'm not there yet and that's kind of the that's a nice thing. It's a journey. But if I was there, then I'd probably become arrogant and then not be there anymore. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's good. And it, well, then just to affirm that too, Dan, that as, as you express that desire, like whether it comes easy or not, mm-hmm. that inspires others. Yep. Yeah. Yep. yep. When I'm just so motivated because of the, the way that the Lord's worked in our lives here at Damascus, all three of us to commit here, I, I just regularly get asked like what what has allowed Damascus to flourish like what mm-hmm. what's been and I constantly just go back to that we've stayed 
mm-hmm. that we we haven't gone and built something like a, as Dan or Aaron or Brett, but like there's this um, this way that the Lord I think has invited us into humility, and I think that's where I'm wanting to get at for anyone listening is just like humbly submitting yourself to something that's going to outlive you is one of the best ways to not burn out. It's like, I am going like, maybe that's your family. Maybe that's the ministry you're working in. Maybe that's the financial resource you want to have so that you can bless the church in your local area. Like, I just think that that, that is, is such a beautiful, merciful invitation from God is, Hey, would you humbly submit to something bigger than yourself? Would you just humbly set yourself to the side, not because you're irrelevant, but because I want you plugged into the hole. Would you humbly do that so that I can do something bigger than I could do with just you? And like, I think if our church would get into that, burnout would be less and motivation, zeal, all that stuff would be more. Yeah. That's, Love it. that's a huge point. So we get to share in the course of our two cents, kind of how the Lord's spoken to us. And, and I, I'm excited for the next part of the show. We always get to step into now our mission momentum. And, uh, I'm excited to hear where, where each of you guys go. These are now our, our challenges for you about, okay, mm-hmm. if you want to take this seriously, how do you live it? Yeah, who, wants to, who wants to kick it off? I, I can, because mine's really simple, and it ties into my two cents. I, I want to encourage anyone listening to just go daily to that verse in 2 Corinthians. I will, I will most gladly spend and be utterly spent for the salvation of souls, because I think when we when we go to a verse like that, and we allow ourselves to think, what was Paul saying? Like, how was he saying this? From what heart was this coming from? It begins to develop a heart in us to do things more than we thought we could before. So I, I think this week, if we can just, for maybe five minutes a day, just when, whenever, just read that verse every day and just ask the Lord to highlight something about it. Because I remember when I first came across that verse, I spent time with it and it changed my life because I just saw a different perspective, a perspective of someone who was all in and it, it gave me the motivation to want to be all in. And I think that'll be um, something that can stand against um, burnout. Beautiful. Uh, mine is if, if, you're, if you're experiencing burnout or exhaustion, uh, to assess your time, assess your schedule, and see where it is that you're spending your attention, right? Uh, a, a real simple example for this. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm charged with uh, speaking on an event we've got coming up this weekend. And uh, I've been really diligently like conversing with the Lord and preparing for this over the last week or so. And last weekend, when I sat down with him to think about this, he said, hey, I want your whole heart focused on this this week. We're going to explore this together. So I want you to cut out some distraction. So he identified like the, the time of consuming media at the end of the day, that that was something he just wanted me to say, okay, hey, this is all well and good. It's well ordered, but this week we're going to fast because, because I want to keep your focus That's and attention awesome. on this thing. To, so submit yourself, like allow, allow the Lord to be the Lord of your schedule. And, and you know, nothing's off limits. If, if there's a time of, of rest that you're being called into, great. Like enjoy a video game with your family or friends, enjoy a good book. But if, if there's a deep time of mission that he's calling you into, trying to do both those things at the same time might lead you to a place where you just don't have time to thrive. Mm-hmm. Good. That's awesome. Um, I would say if you're experiencing burnout, mission momentum this week would be um, to uh, reconnect with the suffering of humanity in some way. So if that is uh, st- intentionally driving someplace where you'll see the homeless and talk to them and get to see them, or if that's you know, someone you've been avoiding that you know is suffering, just reconnect with them and spend time with the suffering Christ and uh, pray that the Lord would sensitize your heart to that. That's really great. I also, um, just if you're listening, you're like, what was that verse? I couldn't remember it offhand, but Second Corinthians chapter 12, verse 15. That's where you can find the verse I've been talking about. Thanks. You guys both use the word sensitize today. 
And is that as, right? As you did, Come I on. I can't help but hearing tenderize. Oh, so I hear as you see this little hammer, like the like the meat tenderizer. Yeah, making yeah. a steak when Ooh. you get like a flank steak. Right, I yeah. change, I'm changing my mission momentum. <laughs> tenderize if, steak. If you're experiencing tiredness and burnout, make yourself a great tenderize steak a steak and just rest with it, and then you'll learn how to rest with something that is good, and then take that into yeah. your prayer life. Fast and feast, you know. Well, remember, mm-hmm. we're we're not just the people on mission; we're a show on mission. I just want to invite you a little a little bonus uh, mission momentum this week to please subscribe to the show and share it with someone who you think it might be valuable to. Remember that we have a donor here on Beyond Damascus who has pledged $10 in support of our flagship program, Catholic Youth Summer Camp, this season. It's our last episode of this season. If there's anybody who you think could benefit from this show, encourage them to subscribe so that we can send a kiddo to camp. Mm -hmm. All right? Friends, it's been a joy. This has been a tremendous season. Uh, we've enjoyed spending our weeks with you. We've enjoyed engaging with you in the comments and the emails that you've sent to us. Mm-hmm. We're going to be back again soon. And when we do, uh, we, we want to be ready to answer some of the questions that you may have. So please, uh, whether now or in the future, send your questions to beyond at damascus.net or engage with us here on social media, wherever you might find us best. And until next time, please remember that mission Mission makes makes sense. sense. Yeah, it does. We'll see you again soon. God bless.